Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I was totally tempted to jump in on Taylor Rivera's report there at the top of the hour. I was going to just tell her that I, I know it's uh, some breaking news, but it's not really breaking news because I know that Cougars have been you know, roaming the Metro for, for many, many years. The Cougars have been on the prowl for a long, long time. Especially with the Dollaritas back at Applebee's. I mean, that's... <laughs> Taylor didn't get the joke. She didn't She's get the like, joke what? right there. She's kind of like, what are you talking about, Lake? Welcome into the Lake Show here on News Talk 8. I told Derusha, like the Applebee's <laughs> at Burnsville Center, it's closed now, but that was like Cougar Central. Oh, my goodness. Happy to be back. Uh, thanks so much to Stevie T for filling in <laughs> last night from 6 until 9. Great show. I listened a little bit we'll teach after you. my... um my event that I went to last night and uh, was heading home. So a lot of great conversations that you and us, DBT, had. Um, Three hours tonight, as always, Andy Greeter will join the show a little bit later. Chris Heim will join the show a little bit later. A couple of sports, um, excuse me, um, interviews that we'll do um, and check-ins. But I wanted to start tonight's show with something that affects all of us, right? I don't care if you're a, a sports fan or not. Okay, this is all relatable because our safety and where we want to go and do what we want to do. I think that that is something that we all feel like we should have the freedom to be able to do is go live our lives and not live in fear. Well, we know a a few things since coming out of the pandemic. That crime is up, not just in Minneapolis and St. Paul, but all over the country, right? All the metropolitan areas, rural areas. All over. I saw this story in the Strib yesterday, and and this is not the first time that I've thought about this particular topic specifically, but it struck me again because it was the second killing that we've had in Edina, of all places, within the last, what, week or so? And so, you know, when, when I saw this story about... Edina, and another murder. I know that crime in Minneapolis, I know that crime in St. Paul, it's always been a hot-button topic of conversation. But how are we feeling about the suburbs? And I, I bring that up because I think that we have to look and think and understand that we are not immune from crime. I don't care where you live. I don't care if you live in 
clearly the the on the strip we we or in the news we've been talking about Edina here the last couple of days, right? It doesn't matter if you live in Blaine. It doesn't matter if you live in Mankato, Duluth, right? It doesn't matter where where you live, Litchfield. It, it's just the bottom line is we have to be vigilant and and always be cautious of our surroundings. And and this one really kind of like it, it really resonated with me. Because I spend so much time, there's two suburbs that I spend a lot of time in, Eden Prairie and Edina, because a lot of the places that I shop and I go to and stuff reside in those locations. I am a downtown Minneapolis person, but just because of just the routine of, you know, going to the gym and working out in certain places you go to in, in certain establishments that you have, you know, you, you know, the owners, those tend to be two, two areas that I, that I go to, uh, more than any other suburbs out there. You'll catch me in Woodbury. You'll catch me in Maple Grove. Shout out to Jason to Russia. But Edina? Seriously, and it's if you're living in a suburb that typically you don't associate, you know, murder and violent crimes where you live, how concerned are you about suburban crime? Because I think that we get caught into oftentimes the stereotypes. And one of the stigmas that you get is that, oh, it's, it's just a big city issue. It's an inner it, city it, issue. It's, just, it's yeah. just an inner city thing. It, yeah. it's, and that's not true. Like, it's stuff is happening all across mm-hmm. the board. And... I think it should be concerning for everybody. I don't think that there's not one person out there, I don't care where you live, that should not be thinking that crime is concerned. Because the moment that you think that it isn't, it becomes one. It's all about that, oh, well, it'll never happen to me. It'll never happen in my community. And when you think about the most affluent suburb in the Twin Cities – Naturally, I think a majority of us are going to think Edina. No, no, no. Let, let me say this right now. Out of a, if we did a poll, yeah, and we asked that question, out of the one hundred percent of the participants, I think that ninety percent of them would say Edina. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Is yeah, you, you think that? Okay. I'm just saying, I think it's even more more really? pronounced oh, than, than okay. what you were thinking. Yeah. Okay. See, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know what that. I know the. I know the percentage would be high mm-hmm, for sure. As, as to you know, I, I they think, get all the jokes, right? Yeah, the, yeah, the, the cake do. eaters and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's too much cake in Edina. <laughs> you got to spread the wealth, you know. Yeah. But yeah, at, at the end of the day, I, I think it's also kind of the circumstances that surround because w- there are always going. There, there's always going to be conflict in every community. Whether no it's, question, you know, the suburb, the you know, the Twin Cities, outstate, like th- things happen. There's always going to be stuff, domestic violence, stuff like that. Yeah, we get that. Yeah, absolutely. I I think as we become a transient community, I I feel like that's where some of the concern lies because you you, you figure there's a lot of that nomadic, vagabond, drifter, you know, sort of, of, you know, mentality that happens in some of these areas that are a little more... I don't want to say accommodating, but it's more of the rundown, easy access, 
you know, kind of the the bad side of the tracks, so to speak. But when that starts to make its way out to the suburbs, then, yeah, I, I feel like there's a, a genuine concern because when, when it's not – when it's – if there's an isolated incident, I think it's different. But when you've got this these random acts of violence yep. – that's, the first one was the gentleman that was being stabbed at the uh, at the at, right there. In the, the, it was by it was like the bus stop by the uh, yeah. by the Cup Foods. Yeah, and he yeah, died. yeah. Yep. It was at the bus stop and completely Which is right across from the mall and yep. completely random. Like yep. these these individuals, they did not know each other. Completely random. Yep. And I think that's what gets so people. Atten- that's what gets people's attention. Yeah. Six five one. If you'd like to chime in, six five one four six one nine two two six. But when I think when you say transient, I don't think that at all. When I think about really? Edina, not at all. Well, no, no, no. I, I mean, like, as no, I don't think of Edina is oh, not a transient. Okay. I, I took that the wrong way. Yeah, okay. the, the, okay. Indi- the individuals. Oh, in, yeah. Individuals yeah. become transient. That, 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 that they go into certain neighborhoods and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I uh, that. so I guess that's that's kind of what. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying is not not the suburb itself, but people are becoming more and more transient. Yep. If that makes sense. Yep, makes sense. 651-461-9226. I think, uh, you know, I mean, this is a valid point, too. Somebody says Wyzetta is the one that I think of the most. Um, Wyzetta is definitely up there. I think the Wyzetta is probably, in, at least in my mind, maybe number two. Maybe I, maybe the only reason why I don't think of Wyzetta first is because I don't go out to Wyzetta as much as sure, I go yeah. to Edina. So, so they could probably be right. Yeah, I, I think you could say that there are – I mean, I would think of maybe Woodbury. I would think of Minnetonka. I mean, I'm just trying to think of the places where. But this is the reason why I always have thought and have stated the case that crime down the street from you, across the state, all of it matters Mm -hmm. and all of it impacts our lives. It doesn't have to happen on your block. I mean, it impacts us all. Like when when I think about um, these two situations and incidents, um, first and foremost, I know exactly where that cub is because that's right across the street from South Del Mall. Okay. Uh, I have a gym membership. I can go to the mall, whatever. They have like the little the bus thing right right there. And then also on the back side, if you go out of the Galleria mm-hmm. and um, you know, the back side where the target is, and then there's like the little strip mall right there, that's that's essentially where the other incident happened. So when you start thinking about the places you frequent and what you do. It really puts it more into well, because a you, lot of you can you can you, you can, can see that place and you can see it happening yes. in a place that you frequent yes. because you see yourself there and and I think that's where it does become a little jarring when you're like oh my gosh I know exactly where that's at but I think that the, I think the reason why I will continue to hammer home the point of it's all relatable is I remember a night. I'm pretty sure me and you were here in studio. I know I was on the air when it was going on, but there was a rash of uh, carjackings, and those carjackings weren't taking place in North Minneapolis. Those carjackings weren't taking in uh, taking place. It, it was like it was like eight or nine within a span of like ninety minutes or something like that. It wasn't happening in South Minneapolis. It, it ha- remember it was happening in Woodbury. Yeah, yeah. I, it it kind of took me a minute to to bring it back, but I, I do remember that there was just a, a yeah, th- there was a plethora of them that happened in a in a very short period of time. I I do remember that, but I don't remember exactly where. But if you say it was Woodbury, then I absolutely am 
no reason to doubt you. But the headline says it. Two recent killings in Edina raised questions about crime and fast-growing area. Your thoughts about suburban crime, 651-461-9226. We'll take your calls here on The Lake Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, welcome back to the Lake Show, News Talk 830-WCCO. I'm concerned about crime in Minneapolis, St. Paul, Edina, Maple Grove, Golden Valley, wherever you may reside because it impacts all of us. The killings in Edina, they say raise questions, right, about and draw attention to the uh, the question of public safety in the fastest-growing part of the city. I, I am a little bit surprised that nobody has wanted to chime in about this because, number one, we all love Edina, right? Or at least I do. And it is a fast-growing city. Secondly, we have no shortage of people that want to drill down and hammer Mayor Jacob Fry, who, with all due respect, you guys have heard me on this show talk in not glowing ways about him and decisions that have been made. Mm -hmm. But whenever something happens in Minneapolis, we are so quick to call up and we're so quick to talk about what a terrible job and a terrible mayor that Mayor Jacob Fry is with regards to a lot of different things, right? Now that we're having maybe a rise in incidents in some of the suburban areas, do we not question or mention that? Not so much. You know why? Part of it's high profile and low profile. Like We, we know the visibility of Mayor yeah, Jacob Fry, yeah, and, and, we, and we know what, what has happened and transpired in the city in historically what mm-hmm. has transpired, and that's one of the reasons why he has that always going to be under the bright lights. And I think for those that are outstate, like whether it happens in Edina or Burnsville or Bloomington, like doesn't matter. It's the Twin Cities. 
anything that happens in Minneapolis or St. Paul or any of the suburbs, it's still the Twin Cities Metro. And, and I think that that's the, the Metro is lumped into its own entity when it comes to the perception from outstate. You know, being here in the metro, yeah, we can look. There's Woodbury, there's Andover, there's Plymouth, there's, you know, Maple Grove, Burnsville, Roseville, Maplewood, you know, wherever. So I, I do feel like, you know, th- there is there is that, that perception. But, yeah, I, I mean, when you've got areas that are growing, this is something that they need. And this is just so – it's a lot of character for something in Edina. Yeah. 651-461-9226, a couple of uh, – uh, people checking in here on the text line from the 763. Yes, Lake, my daughter went through Edina the other day. Uh, sad day. So many strange people just hanging around Edina has changed. And I think that a lot of different suburbs have changed uh, throughout the years as well. This from the 651. A crime can uh, occur anywhere. Yep, absolutely. We, we stated that opening segment. Uh, they say the point is where does it occur most often? I watch the local news, so I know the answer to that question. But that's that's actually that's it's more complex than that, and you're trying to simplify it. Um, the point is not where does it occur the most often, uh, because any crime that happens anywhere, it should be documented, it should be talked about, it should be discussed, because uh, everybody out there, their safety um, is important. The second part of the statement, I watch the local news, so I know the answer to that. There's something that is called proportionality. And that matters. So, I mean, of course, anybody with a clue is going to understand that in bigger cities that are more populated and have more residents, there's going to be more <laughs> there's going to be more situations in Minneapolis versus a smaller suburb. So that's not I don't think that the texture and I appreciate the text. They're not breaking any ground there. Uh, seriously, I never think about crime at all here in Andover. All right, that that from John. Um, crime happens everywhere, and I know that there are certain places that are smaller um, places. And you don't – look, when you go to certain places, and we all do this, not just John and Andover. It could be Chris Tubbs. It could be Henry. It could mm-hmm. be whoever. There's certain places where you just go, and you you know, you know probably – you put your hair down a little bit. You, you put your guard down a little bit in yeah. certain places than other places. Yeah, I, I, I live out in the suburbs. I, I am not concerned about crime where I live at all. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm, it's something that I don't ever have to worry about. But it's the, the minimal threat is always going to be there because there's always, there's always something going on everywhere. I think just until it happens close to you, it's, it's never top of mind. But so, so, but I do think about it though. So, 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 and I'm not trying to play both sides here. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that when I go and I'm working out at Chanhassen Lifetime, that I'm worried that, that, you know what I'm saying, um, that if I go to the gas station across the street, that somebody's going to. You're not be, fearful. No, I'm not fearful. Yeah. But, but I'm also somebody that in these days and times that we're living in, I am cognizant. And I do pay a lot more uh, attention everywhere I go, not just in downtown Minneapolis, but everywhere. Yeah. But look, the same thought like um, John had in Andover is I never think about crime mm-hmm. at all here. What did we just have um, happen a month ago with the bowling alley? Or was it a bowling alley? Or remember we had the mass shooter out on the East Coast? Mm, yeah. Like, like, and, and remember one of the first things that was reported 
on television, when the news broke that night about that horrific and tragic situation was, you had people saying what we've heard for many, many years. This type of stuff just doesn't happen here. Yeah, I, I think there's a. I think you can be cognizant and be Absolutely. aware. Yeah. without being fearful. I, I think absolutely th- there are two, and I yes. feel like some people are like I've got to live my life in fear. No, no, you can no. be aware. That's and, not a way to live. Yeah, no, it's 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 not. Yep. All right, let's take a phone call here. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Let's start with uh, with Kevin, who's on line one. What's up, Kevin? Hi. Um, I just wanted to comment. You know, you mentioned. Um, well, I grew up in Minneapolis in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Um, so since then, I've moved out of the city. But um, in the 60s, I mean, Minneapolis, like you, you keep mentioning Edina and other suburbs, uh, you know, there wasn't, it, it's not like it is today. There mm-hmm. wasn't that many killings. And when there was a killing, a murder, yep. uh, it was talked about for months. And then the next one would happen. And I don't know the statistics. I was just a young kid in the 60s, but yep. uh, I, but uh, it seemed like, uh, I don't know if there was 10 or 15 a year in the 60s. Mm. And and uh, so I, I just think, you know, get used to it, suburbs. It, it's coming your way. It's it's just spreading. It's just now what is in Minneapolis. It's It's been growing. It goes up and down. But, I mean, it's, you know, it's... Crime is coming, and it's just spreading. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it was rare in Minneapolis back then, and it just grew and grew. Yep. Here it comes. I, I see what you're saying, Kevin, and, and thanks for the phone call. I, I see what he's saying, and he put some context to it in terms of growing up in the, in the 60s and 70s. And in the article that the Strip did um, where they're mentioning and talking about how it's the fastest-growing part of, um, of the city is Edina has approved more than – Almost 500 new apartments in the area since 2021 uh, with hundreds more proposed. Uh, Southdale Center is having a lot more traffic, uh, a new Kowalski's grocery store, revamped restaurants. So w- when you have places that are busier and you've got some hustle and bustle, yeah, there's going to be more activity. And not all of it's unfortunately, not all of it's going to be good. And I get that. Let's go to, is it Bev? Beave. Okay, let's go to Beave online, too. How you doing, Beef? Good. What you got? Yeah, I I lived in Edina for over 30 years and have seen this increase in in crime, and people call it due to growth, but it's not just growth. We've had growth in Edina of, of expensive homes, and the crime wasn't affected. The, the, where this is coming from is the growth of low-income housing. Mm-hmm. And that's what's if there is a direct correlation between the increase last three to five years and more so in the last year or two of increase in, in low-income housing and the crime. And a lot of the crimes not being reported. The carjackings haven't seen. I know of two of those, and those haven't been reported. And those were in neighborhoods, not not at Southdale. And so there are driving factors for this, and it isn't just the culture it isn't just what's happening with with uh, crime in general. It's very specific actions taken by the city council under pressure by the Met Council on, to increase low-income housing. And as that's happening, the crime rate's increasing. Hey, thanks for the phone call, Beef. I appreciate the phone call here weighing in on the topic. 651 
This from the other uh, text line, I keep hearing about Edina and its high-end reputation. That area around Southdale is not the same as Interlocking or Indian Hills. I don't think that I don't think that anybody's insinuating that that every section of Edina is the same. Okay, no, I don't think that anyone's saying that. Like like in Minneapolis, um, Hidden Lakes, mm-hmm. there's no crime there. Okay, with all the the multi-millionaires that live in Hidden Lakes versus um, North Side of Minneapolis, South, we we get that they're different. Places we understand different, that. different no, pockets no, no of every no one's in it. But but with all due respect, and and, I, and, and the text is right. We we get all of that. But of all the places that I think of when I go to to high end shop, when I get that opportunity, when I get a couple dollars in my pocket, I'm going to the Galleria. And some of it's because there's a there's a couple of different stores that I like there. And I'm talking about it, aside from anywhere else in the the metropolitan area, I'm going to go over there. And they're high-end stores. So, yeah, I'm not saying that every single um, um, intersection or every single neighborhood um, in Edina or is, that is technically Edina because Edina's right there with Richfield, right? Yeah, and, is, and, not, is, and that's it, one of the problems. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like interlocking or you – know, but I'm not going to disparage you know, Richfield but be, be, because every city is going to have their outstanding residents, and then you're going to have some people not so much. All right, 651-461-9226. We'll take a break. We'll take a look at the local weather. And then when we come back, the CDC says that we are living longer. Life expectancy numbers have improved. Now, that's good to hear, but is it sustainable? we get to that next year on The Lake Show. All right, some news coming out of the Center for Disease Control and Prevention last week, the CDC. Saw this via the uh, Minnesota Reformer that after a decade of it being so stagnant, followed by two years of sharp decline, American life expectancy rose significantly in 2022. I'm a little bit surprised by that. Last year, average life expectancy was 77.5 years, up from. 76.5, so a little bit over uh, a year more than in 2021. It's basically at the same level now as it was in the early 2000s, according to the report. Not just one, but two lost decades of public health games uh, from the uh, the reformer. So we, we had it be stagnant. Then you had a couple years of decline. And now it's risen here in 2022, okay? Uh, And they say that um, the way that people view life expectancy, um, people don't actually, they kind of view it as like a little bit of a weird number. Um, You might think that it represents something like how long a baby uh, born this year can expect to live, uh, but they're saying that that's not necessarily accurate. Instead, it represents the average number of years a group of infants would live if they were to experience throughout life the age-specific death rates prevailing during a period. Um, if the babies born this year end up living through a time of major public health advances later in their lives, for instance, they'll likely live to be much older than the 77.5. But this is, when I see the story and I hear this information from the CDC, there's there's something about it. It just it seems odd to me. Okay, and and I guess it's way too early to tell. So so I should I shouldn't I shouldn't paint the picture and say that it's that odd. But 
Chris, and I'm not wishing this on all of us because mm-hmm. I'm lumping myself in with everybody else. I just, I have a, and I hate to think kind of like and be negative about this and be morbid. But the way that we live nowadays and all the stuff that we've kind of dealt with the last few years, I would think that the life expectancy rate is going to decline. And and this is the reason why I say that. I could see it. Because of the impact of COVID on all of our health. Right? Like we've all – do I feel as strong and as, as as vibrant, as healthy as I've ever felt? Well, no, I'm getting older. That's that's part of it, right? But two, going through COVID, there's no way I went through COVID. I never tested positive for COVID, but there's no way that I never had COVID. I had probably on two separate occasions where I just I felt sick. And I'm talking about like really bad flu, okay? Like really bad. And so do I think that that the next generation or after we're gone, they will have figured out the actual toll of the of COVID-19 on all of our bodies? Yeah. Some people in worse shape than others. But it's not necessarily just about that. It's also about the stress and strain of life. I, I just... Oh, the decline in mental health has been... Bro, it's been huge. The, the stress yeah. of living through the pandemic... The stress for so many people with housing situations, the stress of being able to have food to put on your table and be a provider, like all of that stuff, and you factor all the all the other things in they look at with the CDC, you would think, and I'm just guessing here, you would think, though, that the number is probably going to go down in the next couple of years. I, I would, and I, and I hope that's not the case because I, I hope to live a long time. I hope that everybody out there listing lives a long time. But at the end of the day, whew, I, I was a little bit surprised by that. And, and you, you think about it, these are all external factors that you're talking about. And what I mean by the external when it comes to COVID is the stress, like you said, you've never tested positive for COVID, but – you th- there's no way you feel that you didn't have it because no when chance you, because when you got sick you felt different it was a different type of illness it was a different type of, of you know how well, it, it, it felt like I had a really bad case of the flu <laughs> and, and 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 a bad cold but it was elevated like to another yeah. like like I had never been before. yeah and, and I think you know my wife and I are the same way we, before COVID really became a thing we got really sick we're like this is this is weird. Yeah. But it was before. I got friends that had the same thing before before we knew what it was. Yeah. So I, I felt like, you know, maybe we had it. Thankfully, we never tested positive. But I do think that the the daily stress of everything that's going in or going on in, in life, whether it's financial, whether it's political, whether it's, you know, socioeconomical, there are all of these factors that even subconsciously are just weighing on us and it all, it all adds up. I, I feel like, you know, the whole having to take a mental health day, it was laughed at even just a few years ago. But when you tell somebody you're like, man, I'm, I'm really burnt out like that. It's genuinely a thing now. And I can definitely see where there's a lot of concern over how it all is a cumulative effect on us in a negative way.
Yeah, I just think that the 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 stress and strain of just life right now um is affecting us and and maybe the number has went up. Mm-hmm. I just feel like in the next couple of years when we uh revisit this that it's going to be down again. Yeah, because I, I, I th- there's a lot of stuff man that we're all just kind of working through. Absolutely. And, and all of these mitigating factors again they they all add up and we're still I know, you know, the COVID pandemic is is technically over and that's great, but there's still the this underlying you know, lingering effect that I feel is always going to be there. It's just okay, how do we manage it now? Like it's just become like anything else. And then you mentioned, yeah, the the extra aggravation of you see so many more individuals are food insecure and living paycheck to paycheck, especially, you know, women are more like, which doesn't surprise me. And it kind of makes me sad that, you know, so many people are living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and And on top of that, like when we think about what we've all been through here, the other mental part of it, and it's just it's stressful, is thinking about what's going on in other parts of the world. Like people understanding. Oh, Ukraine, Israel, it, it, yeah. Yes, that's where I was going next. Yep. Like all of that, all of that takes a toll on you. You, you, you know, th- there's no way that you, like I can look at you and I can see it, but I know how you are, and I know that you care about other people. We don't want to see other wars going on or other a lot of you know fighting that's taking place mm-hmm. in all parts of the world. Well, and one thing we do is as these stresses tend to accumulate, like I feel like we become better at hiding. Yes. Our emotions and we bury them more and we internalize things, which is not healthy. But I think it's just human nature that the more that things add up, we just have a tendency to swallow it and then figure out how to manage it internally, which is not good. But that's I feel like it's just human nature and we're we're all there. I mean, you are. I am. You know, Taylor, you know, everybody has got something that they're dealing with internally. I think the one thing that gives us a leg up, though, is the older we get, and and, and this is all, um, this isn't specific to age, but as we continue to evolve as human beings and technology gets better, stuff like that, I think that we're more educated on a lot of a lot of things about our health and what. You to, mean like the mental health and how to like no, I'm talking, take care of our stuff? No, I'm talking about in terms of health, in terms of like wellness in terms of like what to eat and what not oh, to I eat. Oh, I got you. Okay, like and, and, wellness things. Okay, I got yeah, you. I yeah, got you. You know, okay. understanding that look, man, uh if if I'm out of shape, then I need to I, I need to not only go to the gym to try to work off whatever I got, but I also need to stop eating processed foods. I need to stop doing this. I need to, so I think that that education and all that cuz there's so much stuff that that continues to come out in the health and wellness and fitness industry. That are prolonging lives. Yeah, and I, th- I was at, listen real, I real, real, real quick. I was at the the Fridley um, um, Lifetime yesterday. Right, there was a gentleman in the sauna. Um, he was seventy three. I'm talking about shredded, ripped up. He 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 had kind of like the biker look because he had like a ton of tattoos. Um, he had the long um, like ZZ top beard. Okay. But he running is his thing. Like he loves to run. He loves to do um, not only marathons, but like there's these specific races where you're going up or down hills. And I can't remember what he called them. But like th- there's all these different 
I call that hell. Um, <laughs> all these different things that he was putting his body through, and he talked about how he uh, tore an abductor muscle. And he had, exactly, Ooh. and he was he was talking about how he hadn't been able to to train or do this or do that, whatever. But like, think about that. Not only is is the gentleman seventy three. He's in great shape because he's learned a lot through his life, and we're getting better with modern medicine and all of this stuff. And he said the one lucky thing that he didn't have to do was do surgery, just let it heal on its own. And, and that is – That's crazy. And that might be one of the positives that, you know, that people are trying – are out there doing their best, and they are trying to find the information that we can combat all this negativity. And it's like, okay, we've got – yeah, we've got these things that are happening, but what can we do to better ourselves personally? Yeah to try and put ourselves in a better position. So in that respect, I think that's a, a really you know cool way to kind of put a bow on it because there are ways that you can. It's just a matter of, you know, do you have the resources to be able to find those? Yeah. 651-461-9226. If you'd love, love to chime in or weigh in on this topic, you can do that courtesy of the Cities uh, One Plumbing Talk and Text Line. We'll take a break. We'll come back, and we'll wrap up the hour. We'll do that next. All right, thanks so much for listening to the show, 651-461-9226. Wishing this texture the best. I guess her husband had, uh, oh, she's, she said had, so so maybe he's not, he's not sick now. It uh, doesn't say what time frame. My husband had COVID. He was asymptomatic. I mean, I wonder what, what percentage of the population never contracted COVID at all. I would have like to, I said, I, how many how many tests did you take? I probably took five or six. Oh, I, I didn't t- take I t- a lot. I t- oh, I took. Mm, I probably took at least eight. Okay, yeah, I didn't. I, I and only, I took a, and I took a, an at home kit too. Okay, do you have an at home kit like right, right now? now? Yes. yes, I got. Well, it just okay. came in the mail last week. Okay, yeah, because we've got several of them that we had. And thankfully, I mean, my wife took one just a couple of weeks ago because she mm-hmm. was she was having a hard time, like, tasting something. She's mm-hmm. like, okay, I can't taste anything. I can't smell anything. And instantly we're like, go upstairs. Don't take they, it to, don't they take expire? It. I don't know. Oh, I, okay. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they do. Maybe we've got an expired COVID test. Let me, let me do a quick. Uh... Well, then we may, she may have had COVID. I may have had, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't want that to like become a become a thing. No, she took it and she was negative. Can't I use a COVID test kit after it expires? Unless the FDA has extended the life shelf or shelf life of your box mm-hmm. of COVID nineteen tests, it's not recommended you use them after they've expired. So people that got COVID tests in the mail, like every remember we all were told by um the powers that be to say, Hey, you know what? Get these COVID tests, we're sending you co-. like those you can't use right now. Sorry, Chris. So you can eat expired peanut butter, but you can't use an expired COVID Evidently test. so. Huh. Which one's worse for it? You know what? Never mind. Never mind. Coming up next, I'll tell you what's, what's terrible. What happened to Florida State Seminoles? Because what should happen? It should be about the entire season, right? Not just five, not five weeks, but two weeks. We'll get to that next on The Lake Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.